0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chai With Us podcast. This is episode number 44. I am Erica, the personal developer.
1: Hello, and I'm Ivana from Uncle Isabel.
0: Yay. And today we're going to talk about children of third culture. If you are wondering what that means, Ivana is going to tell us in a second.
1: I will. So third culture kids was a term that was coined by Ruth Hill Usim in 1950. And basically what she says is that it's an individual who having spent a significant part of the developmental years in a culture other than the parents' culture develops a sense of relationship to all of the cultures while not having a full ownership in any. So what it basically let's break that down because it's a very long definition. Essentially, what it is is it's a child who has parents that are of a different culture mm-hmm. and they grow up in a country that is not their parents' country.
0: So yes. you have
1: the parents' culture, you have the host country's culture, and then the child develops the third culture—a mix of both of those cultures. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be more than one culture or two cultures. Sometimes it, if you move around a lot, and specifically said in the developmental years—that means in your childhood—and yeah. most of these kids move before the age of nine. And so you know, during that time when you're developing your sense of identity, you're being raised in a country that's very different than your parents. And so then you have to figure out, well, what is my culture? And I think, and I love this topic because both you and I, this is, this is who we are. We are children of a third culture, maybe even a fourth culture. And I love that we get to talk about that this morning. So why don't we start by telling people like our background story? Like, where did you, where were you born and how did you move about? Yes.
0: You know, you were reading the definition and I was just, it's, it's me, you know, because I come from a different culture. I go to a different country where the culture is different. And mm-hmm. then it's like, I'm not even this or that. Exactly. I'm me. And so mm-hmm. uh, before before I go to the beginning of the story, let me just tell you that I struggled a lot to find like my identity until now where I just say, just F my identity. like. <laughs> I I don't want to be, you know, I am, uh, I was born in Angola, uh, which is a country in Central Africa. Uh, And then I was, uh, my mom moved to Portugal and my father moved to How old
1: were you when you moved?
0: I was around seven years old. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So we moved to Portugal and then my father moved to France, Paris. So I was automatically separated from my father. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that he was around or anything like that, but physically like Mm -hmm. we were really apart um so yeah and it was like obviously when you when you are born in Africa and you and then you go to Portugal Europe Mm -hmm. there are some differences oh absolutely uh it's like for me I I would have to sit down and speak for 10 hours but just to (laughs) give you a little bit of um of a vibe of what's going on what was going on at the time like i was a little black girl uh you know seven years old um i was very intelligent apparently because uh they were so surprised that i was intelligent and that uh because usually when people would come from other countries they would expect that you like your education Mm -hmm. is a little bit inferior yes uh than the education the like, you know, at the time, I am 34 exactly. now, okay? So that was a long time ago. So right this was now, in the 1990s. Yeah, around mm-hmm. around that time. So right now, things are a little bit different. But at the time, it was like, oh, my God, she, she has got the same level as we <laughs> have, you know? And at the time, it was like, everybody was like, oh, my God, yes. And now, I think, like, it was not, oh, my effing God, it was literally just like, Legit, I was a normal girl, and I mm-hmm. school was <laughs> like I mm-hmm. was not that special. Like they were surprised because I was, you know, obviously black, coming from Africa. Like, how is it possible? Um. So yeah, there were no black people around me, and I was the only black girl pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and right now, you go to Portugal, especially Lisbon. And it's like you are in a very multi multicultural yes. environment and you see people of all colors. That was not my reality at all. I did not see uh black people around me. And I was I grew up in a household where like African com- um culture was not accepted. Okay. Uh this is a little bit crazy, but now that I'm an adult, I do understand like. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I do understand where they were coming from, like trying to protect us children um, and helping us like blend in. Okay. So I wasn't listening to any African music. I was Mm -hmm. not in contact with any African people. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, I am different. uh, And then there are those people Uh, It was just like very confusing. We can elaborate Mm -hmm. on that because I don't want to be like, you know, doing like a monologue over here. (laughs) And we can elaborate on that because I'm sure Mm -hmm. you have some experiences um, that Mm -hmm. are similar. But it was just like very confusing. Everything was confusing. uh, Realizing that I was black. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I didn't wake up as a kid. I was like, like, oh, wow, I'm black. Uh No, but. You know, the, the realizing like, oh, oh, I'm black. So that's uh-huh. something, it's different, okay? It's yes. not that good to be black because I get different treatment. Mm-hmm. I was just like weird years to, Yes. Yeah. And
1: I feel you basically said so much of the same things that I felt as well. Like I was six when I grew up in what was former Yugoslavia. And in 92, they had a civil war. So we had to leave and we moved to Germany. And so for me, it was very difficult because I looked like the people, they were all white and I was white. And so I kind of fit in, but I didn't speak the language. And I, and I felt like I was a fish out of water because in school, I didn't understand anything. I was crying all the time. The school's official thought that my mom was like abusing me at home. And that's why I was crying. And the same thing, like what you said about your dad, my dad had stayed behind in the country. And so I grew up for maybe about two or three years without him. So there's all, these formative years of like six years old and seven and eight without a father figure in the house. And that was very difficult. And then when he came back, it was kind of like trying to figure out what is his role in our family because mm. he was gone. And so my mom was both the, the the mom and the dad for some time. So it was very difficult, like the first time around. And then it happened again in uh, 98 when I moved to the U.S. But this time around, I was 12. It was a little bit easier because I knew what to expect. But you're so completely right, because when we moved to the US, they thought that even though I was coming from Germany, they thought that like, um, I wasn't maybe as smart enough. And I was like, they, they uh, let me skip a whole grade because of all the things that I knew. Um, and so but I don't know where this comes from. I think nowadays, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. But the country just assumes that you're not on the same educational level, just because you grew up in a different country.
0: Yeah, but like geography still the same, you know what I mean? Like, If we're not talking about like the national history of the country, right? You know, (laughs) math, 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 you know, science, a lot of the same
1: things. Yeah, exactly. So So I had a very difficult time. Uh, The second time around was much easier. But the why I struggle with this is like it's this thing that I read and says having roots like nowhere and everywhere. Like, because Mm -hmm. you're like, where is home? You know what I mean? Like, and I always hated that question when somebody asks you, where are you from? Because that always is like a five-minute answer.
0: (laughs) I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But sometimes, (laughs) like just depending on the person, I would be like Portugal and and just leave, you know, because I don't want to explain the whole thing. Like it's too long, you know. (laughs) I born in Angola and then went to Portugal and then come here to Spain and I've been living here for six years. And why did it Like It's just like you are so right. Um, but I, I love these, what you just shared about having roots because yeah. I, I struggled with this a little bit and, mm-hmm. and I was like, where are my roots? Like, where are my roots? Where are my roots? Because mm-hmm. since I was, I, the way I grew up, I, I told you, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of African culture, you know, right. we mm-hmm. ate African food sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, as like, uh, i don't know let's do something like african today but besides that um, there was not much you know uh Mm -hmm. nothing about history uh i -hmm. didn't have a lot of contact with my other cousins and stuff like that we were just Mm -hmm. like point blank isolated so i was very isolated from the from the african culture you know and this Mm -hmm. was for me like on my most recent years, I was even embarrassed to assume that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I was mm-hmm. born there and I know nothing. Like exactly. No, you know what is nothing? Yes. It's just like yes. oh my God. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, this is so freaking embarrassing. Yes. And I I do understand where where they were coming from and everything, but I think it's such such a shame. You know mm-hmm. that I've mm-hmm. lost this rich culture that i'm you know embracing right mm-hmm. now, um where was I going with that? okay, so I had no no contact with the African culture apart from yes. uh the african in in my mom and in my stepfather, which was mm-hmm. like you know there are probably some influences in their personalities that was okay it. okay mm-hmm. nothing else um and then I am here, and what Am i going to do so i'm going to absorb the portuguese culture like exactly. what else yes. i'm a kid i'm a sponge what else mm-hmm. am i going to do i'm going to observe mm-hmm. this culture and this is actually a social phenomenon that's what happens to people like us we want yes. to think, um and i didn't have any other references so i was like er, let me let me mm-hmm. hold on to this but mm-hmm. the thing is my friends school teachers Uh, would look at me, and I don't look like someone who fits in that culture, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then when I go, uh, when I'm like 15 and 16, and I go to different neighbors, and I start to connect with African people, they're like, your accent is not even African. Exactly, yes. like an African face. You look like them,
1: but you don't sound like them. And they're so, exactly. and they can tell there's something off about you. It's like you're like that puppy that doesn't belong. Exactly.
0: You know, I had a boyfriend that told me once that he thought I was I was faking my accent <laughs> to look better. Like, you know, like I, I wanted to like fake being white. No, it's my freaking accent. I don't have an African accent. That's how I speak. And I also have to tell you that my grandfather was Portuguese. Okay. uh, My mom is mixed. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we were 100% African. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. We were already mixed. Mm -hmm. So this and the the lack of exposure to African culture and stuff, and then absorbing the culture, I'm like, I go to the Portuguese people and they're like, "Mm -mm." exactly. Yes. And I go to the African people and they're
1: like, "Mm -mm." I, it's so true. I can relate completely. I don't
0: fit anywhere. Like yes. it was so freaking weird and a uh-huh. struggle. Seriously, until I got to my 30s. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when I was like, okay, I'm gonna be this. This is me. Okay? <laughs> it's mixed, it's messy. This is me. And and forget about the roots because I ain't got mm-hmm. any, or I got mm-hmm. many. <laughs> Just, depends on the way I you see it. I feel the
1: same way. It's like when I go back to my parents' uh, culture and actually the country that I was born in, Bosnia, um, it's like I don't belong. Like something, I just don't feel connected to the people there. <laughs> and it's because I didn't grow up there. And we have, we grew up so differently and we have different beliefs about so many things that I just yes. don't fit in. And they use, um, the Serbs use a different alphabet, the Cyrillic alphabet. So if I'm in a grocery store, I cannot read what, what it says. So like I can't even simply go and buy like a bag of groceries because I can't use the machine. And sometimes I've asked to ask people for help and they look at me and they're like, what? Why don't you know how to read this? Like, yes. because I look like them, I sound a little bit like them, but something is off and they know it. They just can't point the finger at it.
0: Yes. So,
1: and I love what you said, because I also came across this thing. It says a sense of belonging is in the relationships to others of similar experience. So mm-hmm. our belonging comes from like me and you about sharing our experience because we had the same experience, even though we grew up like worlds apart, Yeah, we had almost exactly the identical experience.
0: Yeah. And and it's crazy. And the more I, I talk about this, like the, the more things, more things I realize because mm-hmm. You know what I told what I just told you about the school, and they're thinking that I was not intelligent. I was like, I didn't know that this was happening, you know, to exactly. you at that time. This was just like a general thing, uh, and it and it's crazy. Like, and it's that's why it's so good to share these experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and right now, there are a lot of children of third culture, like
1: absolutely, yes.
0: It's crazy. Because more
1: people are moving about and it's becoming a globalization.
0: Yes. You have people from Europe living in Asia, people from Asia mm-hmm. living in New Europe, people from Europe going to the United States. Like this yes. is like a global world. And mm-hmm. now we have more people to talk about it. You can just type it exactly. on YouTube, whatever you want to type. Yes. And you will find uh, people you can relate to. Uh, I didn't have a lot of people. Well, yeah. let me think about it. I really didn't have people like me, like, while I was growing up until I got, like, to my Mm -hmm. 20s, maybe. No, when I went to, yeah, until I was in my 20s, I've met um, um, a woman who is now, like, one of my best friends, Tanya, Mm -hmm. and she has a very similar experience to mine. But Mm -hmm. besides that, everyone just, you know seemed to fit in wherever you know they yes. were navigating and, and i do things- think i had a very rich experience even though yes. it was very difficult but mm-hmm. i was kind of jealous because they they, they just were you know they were just yes
1: they had that best friend since first grade and they you know that yeah. always bothered me it's like why don't i have that best friend that like And now, right now, I've reconnected with my best friend in Germany in first grade. But before, you know, I always like, I was like, why can't I live somewhere where I've known all the people and I was always the new kid in, in the school? Like, why do I always have to be the new kid?
0: Yeah, and that's so difficult for the kids. Listen, have you moved around a lot? Or did you just you know settle grounds in Germany and you were in this house for years and then? So and when happened? we first
1: moved to Germany, we stayed in Germany and stayed in one place. But then when I moved to the US, I moved around a lot in the US. I lived okay. in Alabama, then I moved to Mississippi and Michigan and then ended up in Chicago. And so for me, I feel like I have this thing where like every six years I need to move because that's all I know. Like I know that mm-hmm. in six years,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it's time for a change. So that has become my norm. It's like every six years I'm like, okay, it's time to leave. And yeah. when you're always leaving sometimes it's hard difficult to form like deep relationships with people because yeah. you're always leaving you're not saying.
0: yeah and, I, and are you happy with that with that process like every six years moving
1: well for, i was but now that i'm getting older it's becoming much more difficult to make friends i feel like um when, when you're not in school anymore it's much more difficult to make friends and so now yeah. i'm not now i want to be settled uh, but before, I was very much this, like, rootless person. I didn't know where my roots were. I did, couldn't really – yes, I was born in Bosnia, but I didn't really feel, like, uh, an attraction to that country or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I can't really claim Germany as my as my home because I'm not German. It was just a place where I briefly lived. Yeah. Uh, and so I say to people that, like, I'm a Bosnian-American who grew up in the U.S. because that's where I spent a lot of my years. Um, mm-hmm. But – and something you mentioned too is that like your parents didn't really have uh any african culture at home because they wanted you to fit in same with me like when we lived in germany we i did not know anything about bosnia like we did not do any bosnia and we did everything that was culturally appropriate in germany yes uh, but and so i don't know what do you think about that do you think that was the right decision on your parents part or do you think that it uh.
0: wasn't